Well, <laughs> well, we're here. Um, well, Derek Beckles is the guest on this episode. Pinky Carnage, aka also known as I don't know if he has a third. I don't know if he has a third, aka Pinky Carnage, uh, maker the, of TV Carnage, and creator, visionary behind Hot Package, Hot Package on and Adult Swim. Totally for Teens. Totally for Teens. How long did that last? Do we go through that in the I episode? I mean, you talk about it in the episode. Totally for Teens was a pilot. So I think it was just 21 minutes, maybe. I don't think it was 11. I think it was 21. Now, how did you see it? Because I saw it because he sent me uh, yeah. the pilot after the, sh- after the episode we did. Yeah, he sent me the pilot, sort of either a rough cut of it. I don't know if that's legal, but I, I think I saw it while it was being made because it was such a big deal. I mean, Derek was already doing uh, VBS TV, Truth. For Vice Magazine. And then he'd done TV Carnage, but something like Totally for Teens was his first, like, totally comedy thing. There's talented people, there's super talented people, and then you get into this um, stratum of genius. Uh, (laughs) I I, I hate to say this to Derek to embarrass him, but... Or maybe, like, he is inspired. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm talking TV Carnage... Uh, totally for teens, and after uh, he sent me a few episodes of Hot Package, oh, that's great. It's it's so funny. It, it's flawless. Yeah. It's it's unbelievably. Did you see the bloopers episode? It's beyond funny. It's it's you just I shake my head when I see stuff like that because, um, a it's what's going on in my head twenty four <laughs> hours a day, and for someone to actually uh, record this and and visualize it the way Derek lays it out on Hot Package, um, I I just. Same with uh, Tim and Eric. When I saw the first time I saw Tim and Eric awesome show, yeah, I, I just I wasn't laughing. I was just shaking my head, going, "This is incredible." And that's the same. And same with Wonder Shows. And the same uh, reaction right. I had when I saw Hot Package. And that's all the same family, you know. Yep. Tim and Eric's production company does Hot Package. Vernon Chapman worked with uh, Derek on on uh, Totally for Teens. So I mean, it really uh, you know from Wonder Shows and. Vernon Chapman. And uh, and so it's all the same sort of corner of this universe. And you know who else is really deserving of a lot of praise, it, except he didn't work on Derek's show? Is this guy, Doug uh, Lesanoff, who's the editor on Tim and Eric Awesome Show, probably of um, all of that other stuff. Very important. And also Portlandia as well, you know, and I think his... The editing and the cuts have so much to do with, Absolutely. with stuff. You they know? determine the pace and, the, yeah, and, and just the... Um the wavelength that the the show um, reaches out to people, which is kind of the same wavelength that I think all three of us were on, mm-hmm. and we were able to um, have a nice discussion um, with Derek. And that's Derek's also an editor, essentially, as much as he's anything else, but in like a really awesome way, because that's what TV Carnage was really based on. That's what I think separated it from any of the other. Uh, found footage kind of stuff. And we've known... Yeah, sorry. You know, it had like a real... Uh, not, it did have an edge to it. Like it was really curated with like... He just was catching everything, you know, and then would Which focus is unbelievable. on the small, funniest thing. If that's you know? an unbelievable feat unto itself yeah. to catch everything it really on is. TV. Yeah. Um, and then to, to shape it the way he did and present it, um, it's genius, and then, yeah. yep, totally for teens, hot package. We've known Derek for uh, a combined total. If you combine how long we've known him, it's <laughs> what, 40 years. No, I've probably uh, known him for like maybe 15. 15 yeah, is the years. same with me. I think yeah. we both met him around the same time. Yeah, a um, crazy time. Own. Canadian Music Week 1998, man. 
You go back to that those times and and see what all the, those people were doing today, and they're it's, probably all dead. It's pretty impressive, oh. and the one <laughs> and the one thing is, um, you know, uh, they're doing it abroad. All these yeah. Torontonian Canadian type people. Well, I think genius level inspired stuff here winds can't up can't be contained. Beyond not being contained, if you try to do it here, what winds up happening is you um, are put in the same boat as everyone else because it's like, as Lord Michaels says in a really good Alec Baldwin interview, an egalitarian society in Canada. So you wind up having people who are really great working on stuff that is not even anything. But yeah, here's the interview with Derek Beckles. Enjoy. To the max. Touch the volume of hair on my chest right now. What the fuck are you doing? Cow. It's too much. Who did you, is that for your audition? I don't want to talk about the audition. <laughs> so it's it's some sort of like uh, werewolfy type role <laughs> yeah. you're going out for? Yeah. I'm going out for the role of a man who has more hair on his chest than on and dick than Nick on is his showing face. Us, and Nick is showing us all his chest you? hair. That'd be great if you had like a perfect, like just a, a middle part rather than right. head of your. Yeah, if it just was like a doodle doo. Like a comb over. Yeah, yes, joke where I talk better. about a dick comb over. Well, Derek Beckles is hey, here. It's a dick comb over. Oh, jeez. There you go. You ruined yeah. it. Improv. Riffing. Uh, Derek Beckles is here from, well, let's see. Can mm. I list it off? Sure. Toronto? Yep. Although, you've been playing down in interviews lately how Toronto, you've been calling yourself a transplanted Canadian or sometimes, like, someone who knows about Canada. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, I don't, no, I don't, eat, no, it's not true. No, nah, I just I read an interview where it called you, like... Oh, yes, it's but somebody else paraphrasing. I think you also are a bit of a land traveler and a nomadic man who follows uh, just wherever television happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think honestly. the last time I saw you was at an airport, to yeah. be honest. Derek. But mm-hmm. you got him from, you got, okay, yeah. TV Carnage, right? That's one. Before that, punk bands. Yeah, right? sure. And then after then I did stints on The Hour. You did The Hour? Oh, yeah. VBS. VBS. I did, I, I wrote for Vice forever. Yeah, truth.com. Yeah, I did the truth commercials in those days. I did, yeah, then I did, I helped them set up VBS and did a bunch of stuff on VBS. And now? And now I've, I um, am fortunate enough to be doing a show on Adult Swim. That's great. Uh, in the America. And, uh. It's the second project I'm doing with them. The first one was called The Best of Totally for Teens, which was like a, was a fake teen show that I did with uh, Vernon Chapman and Ari Fishman. Um, Vernon Chapman, is uh, he writes on Louis C.K. now, but he also was uh, like a, a main team. contributor to, to South Park and did Wonder Shows. Wonder Shows. And, oh, Wonder Shows. And, and also did, Xavier and Renegade Angel. Xavier Renegade Angel, and, he, yeah. and, and he's also doing... Uh, the, a new show on Adult Swim called uh, Heart She Hollers. Yeah. How did you and get don't forget, up? this is an underrated Vernon Chapman contribution, Final Flesh. Oh, well, I was going to say yeah. Final Flesh. Final Flesh, yeah. okay, we'll get into that. Yeah. How, did you get, how did you get hooked up with him? Mm. Is that just L.A. networking? No, it was, I was, I wanted to do this, <laughs> I wanted to do this, like, teen show, and Nick Weidenfeld at the time was at uh, um, Adult Swim, and... I talked to him about he wanted he liked TV Carnage a lot and a lot of people at Adult Swim, uh, who had shows on at the time and, and in some cases still do. Talk, we're talking about TV Carnage a lot 
Um, and, you know, and Tim and Eric and, you know, all these great people. And so they, um, so Nick was like, hey, man, you should do something with Adult Swim. And I was like, I'd love to. So I pitched them three ideas. And I don't, I don't even remember what the other ones were. I think the other one was like kind of a game show, really fucked up game show. And anyways, he went with his teen show idea where we got bleachers of like about 60 teens who thought it was a real teen show. And it was called The Best of Totally for Teens. You got to see this. Pardon me. And they, uh, so these kids thought, and I was like dressed like a middle-aged Jonas brother, like just a guy who's way too fucking old to be dressed that way. And, uh. And I'm the host of the show, and I'm just, like, so morally corrupt and ethically unsound. And the things I say and do and what we do in the show are so insane. And the kids are like, ah, like, so amped up thinking it's a real show. And they're going to be on, fuck, who knows what yeah. they thought they were going to be on. And, <laughs> Nick, uh, Nick at Night or yeah, something. Yeah, like, probably Nickelodeon or something. And they, they all had, like, Totally for Teens t-shirts on and everything. And, um, yeah, we just, we, we, there's nothing like lying to children. Patrick has a really memorable cameo as does our friend Polly. Yeah, Polly Cotton. Yeah, and and uh, a Toronto local. You'll find him drunk on Queen Street. Uh, um, And then um, Leo Fitzpatrick uh, was in it. So was uh, John Stutterer from Howard Stern. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah, he's in it briefly. I don't even remember that. He's like a little Easter egg. I love using people for shows. He's wild. Like really, in like really quick snippets. I'm sure you know the difference between Stuttering John and John the Stutterer. Yeah, yeah, John. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah, they're. Uh, yeah. Stuttering John, Stutter- John, Stuttering John went on to the Tonight Show. Yeah, exactly. John and, and the Stutterer went on to a serious <laughs> show where he was basically yelling at people about if they expressed right wing views and making you feel bad, but while well, stuttering, of course, and making you feel bad about basically left wing people because he'd just be like, "You, you, 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 you. yeah, he's- you're so full of shit." As a stern, as a sternhead, how did you even hook up with him? Uh, it was myself, my buddy uh, Chris Grismer directed it. Oh, I know Chris. Me. Yeah, and Chris is awesome. So he and I really wanted him to do it because I knew he would get it. He did one of our videos a long time. Yeah, ago. he did, and he did like Death from Above videos, and he did, he's done yeah. a lot of really good videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, he's and totally guy. for teens is is really good and really it's actually. I the, I've, I think I've watched it maybe three times now. Like every once in a while, I do like a revisit with that one in particular. And it actually gets better every time because it's really dense. It's like yeah, super, I try to make these shows super dense. Stuff. Yeah. And how long did that go for? That was that ended up being. See, the funny thing about that is it was a pilot that the to this day the network still says they regret not picking up. And people were like, it was it was such such a weird journey because people were pissed off and saying, "When are you going to pick this up?" And then they had this online competition for pilots they didn't pick up to see what pilot was going to get picked up. Wasn't it sponsored, too? It was, it was sponsored like by Flakey's or whatever. It was sponsored by Burger King. Yes. So I always refer to it as the <laughs> hamburger store competition. Right. <laughs> and I was like, great, a hamburger store is going to decide my fate. I didn't even know how to participate that in that, too, because it was like kind of in that, like, Facebook was going up. It was before, like, there was, like, it felt like you could really... It was in the 60s, lose. man. We changed the world. Yeah, it was like, we, 19, you know, even 57. It was more beat era. We stopped a world. We stopped a war. <laughs> we stopped a world war and just turned it into a country war just we would go for the, one country the world war in the late 60s <laughs> Jimi Hendrix President Jimi Hendrix you know all signs those. everywhere uh, yeah <laughs> so I you know so they, they were like uh, we want to do another show with you and I was like okay so then I came up with this idea called um, uh, Hot Package actually it had no name at the time it was just like an entertainment tonight uh Right. Fuck around. Carnage-tainment tonight. I, I was actually calling show. it Carnage-tainment tonight for a little while. 
Yeah. And then, we, did we mention TV Carnage hard? I feel like we, no, we like, glossed over that. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> we were going to go over there. Yeah. But, but let's continue with this, yeah. and then okay. we'll go back to teen- sure. TV Carnage. Mm. So, uh, uh, yeah, so they, I was, you know, what I basically look for is like a delivery system for, you know, for this any altered universe that I create. And so picking formats or genres people are familiar with definitely helps. And then I try not to, I try not to parody them, parody them too much. I just try to use their framework, as I was saying, as like as a delivery system. And then you can just go anywhere you want from there. So when I wanted to do this Entertainment Tonight type show, um, I was talking to Lazo, who runs Adult Swim, and he got it, and Nick got it. But I think a lot of other people were just like, "Oh, you just want to do a parody of Entertainment Tonight?" And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. If we do a parody of Entertainment Tonight, we're gonna shoot ourselves in the fucking..." Foot because those shows are so self-parodying on a constant basis and they'll always be one step ahead of you in terms of like yeah. how desperate they are and how insane they are and what they think is when they try to be cool it's amazing uh-huh. yeah. so the lessons are just to try like do your own version of trying to be cool like them yeah. you know <laughs> at, uh uh, be super excited about movies that actually are crappy like they like they do so I just use <laughs> I just use um, I use my own my own like films that we get the right we get the rights to all the footage we use so we just find films that really titillate me in a way that I would use on TV Carnage and and stars from the films and just people who want to be celebrities but aren't quite there yet who knows he's, what'll happen to them uh, people who have their own approach to 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 the, their art and their craft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you always run into people who are like, I mean, you see it all the time. It's like, I want to be a singer. I want to be an actor. And you watch them do what they think yeah. is singing or acting. And you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And depending on how committed they are, depending on how they approach it, it's such a significant wow. You're like, that's never going to fly. <laughs> but it's pretty fucking memorable. So, yeah. and, I, and to be clear, we're not talking about like William Hung types or any of no. the people who really no. make it. In fact, that winds up kind of negating the carnage aspect. Yeah, I mean, the, the, although then it even the fact that extra or something is covering. Well, Lee that's that. Yeah. See, that's where you get into yeah. is the fact like now they'll they'll be covering a guy like that and, go, <laughs> and like be elated about some guy's success. That they'll is, always have some X-rated thing they'll say, like get hung for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like it's right. It's rife with innuendo. They're horrible shows, but I'm a, I'm addicted to them because they're so horrible and they're and they're so schizophrenic. And, the, you know, it's just, it's, um, the other day this, this kid came to me and he's like, I love, I love the show. It's, I feel like I did two lines of TV, co- <laughs> of TV cocaine. I was like, so, well, bless your heart. So, okay. So let's get back to TV Carnage then. Yeah. For you to do a show like TV Carnage, you're a, you're a TV addict. Yeah. And I mean, it was largely... When I, when I say largely, 100% illegal. <laughs> so, like, I didn't get the rights for anything. But I, you know, I used everything as, like, this collage, and I often refer to it as frustrated animation. It's, I'm not a very stealth animator, so I tend to try and find moments that will help me get across some sort of, you know, statement I, or idea. Or, right. idea or, or, so I use, you know, I'll just use tons of different clips but they all take you somewhere and they all melt into one another and there's kind of a weird arc and then before you know it you've watched an hour or an hour and ten minutes of the most atrocious TV and when I say atrocious I'm not just saying like stuff like it's like oh let's just you know like I wouldn't like my rules were like not to put on 
just anything. Like, I wouldn't rip on Friends, even though, like, I hated Friends, you know, or something like that. It's too it, easy, right? It's too, again, it's too easy. It's the people who are, like, making commercials for, like, for, um, we were just talking about one of them for... <laughs> the audition it? I had today? No, no, they, well, we'll get to that, too. <laughs> no, but making commercials for, uh, what was that? Uh, Which one? The That chain of restaurants. Chipotle? No, Chickle... chickle oh, pickle Power. Barrel. Pickle Chow. Pickle, pickle Barrel. And, of course... Uh, yeah, Pickle Barrel. Frank so, D'Angelo are interesting. Uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, these people are... All these things are earnest, right? Like, they're amazing. And like, regional ads and, yeah. and Canadian soap operas and things that... Uh, just amazing mistakes that people have made... Or decisions, I prefer to say. Decisions but, that people have made in front of the camera that I'm Here's my with. question that I always wanted to ask... Uh, I always wanted to ask you where, how did you, how did you get all this footage? Because this is back in the VHS days, right? Yeah, it was like I was. What were you taping? Like you don't ta- you don't, I was were just you taping, taping commercials? Taping TV constantly. I always had, and a friend of mine, Jesse, was doing it too, and we would always uh, tape uh, TV. See, I wish constantly. I knew you guys back then because because I would have done the same thing had I known that people were actually doing this to compile yeah. something. I think part of why it hit something. was because to some extent there was a large amount of people that even if they weren't using a video recorder to do it, there was something in their head that was like recording yeah. these moments. It really all, struck a nerve. It really yeah. struck a nerve. It's kind of like, you know, this is pre... I mean, you know, the first one was... The first one was like released to the public. We've been doing it for a while, but the first one that... I put out was in 1996 yeah. and it was, and it was, um, you know, for, you know, it was, it was an hour and 10 minutes and it struck a chord with people because every, I would get people like sending me letters. That's right. Using the postal system. What are the, they like, they're, it's like an email, but you can touch it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a, like it's a screen that you touch kind with of, words on it. Kind of. <laughs> Without getting it's made from papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> I, and they would send me, but I'd get a lot of people responding like, "Oh my God, I do the same thing," or and sending me tapes, uh, or just as as you just said, Nick, just people just basically going like, "I have a mental catalog yeah. of so many things I've seen on TV, absolutely that are completely <laughs> insane." And I wish I had a tape at the time, or I wish. And there's so many that got away. Like I remember yeah. I saw I was watching Much Music years ago, and, mm-hmm. and Brian Adams was talking about his tour, and it was like some late night. It was like maybe uh, the Late Shift, and they. Uh, it was it was like oh, let's take check out some of that tour footage and they go to look at the tour footage and it's just like this chick with a basket and a see through dress and you can see her nipples and she's walking to a room full of guys in capes and uh, <laughs> and she like lies on the altar and one of the guys starts like scooching her dress up and I was like I don't know if this is tour footage <laughs> and she just like starts blowing all these guys and I was like somebody put like switch the wrong little switch over right. much music and over top of it it's just like yeah so I'm gonna be, you know Sarnia always a great town <laughs> love Sarnia and then I'm very excited never to get back there more and about that. it yeah it just happened it's never just, mentioned and that's there's like, like basically there's like Little Red Riding Hood or whatever the fuck they were trying to <laughs> try to get across with this porn, but she's blowing these guys that are dressed like monks, and he's like, oh, I can't wait to get back to Halifax. Oh, and sound, can't wait to do on sound. <laughs> you so know? Awesome. But but that's like I think Ugh, you, so good. Like Canada specifically seems like the breeding ground for this kind of. Thing. There's all kinds, but, but I mean, all that stuff that's on those tapes are from America. Blue blockers and yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of the ads, a lot of the infomercials. Right. It was like infomercial heyday. Mm-hmm. They're kind of going back to 
infomercial heydays again where they're just losing their minds and doing these long format infomercials right. that just are meandering hard sells. <laughs> One of the best infomercials land. from the 80s, early 90s was the Tom Vu seminar. Oh, yeah. yeah which Tom I Vu. actually attended. You did not? Yes. <laughs> and? It was awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean obviously, <laughs> we went for a joke, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, oh, no, obviously. You got I some mean, pointers. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, when yeah. someone says, yeah. I, get, I went to the seminar, you don't know. But, um, we just took a boat over here with women in bikinis <laughs> to this podcast. So yeah. something yeah. must have rubbed off. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we we went with our, you know this is back when I was in high school so I had a uh, one of those box cameras those yeah rectangle cameras yeah with like cardboard around them. yeah and then um, me and my friend we <laughs> we took photos with them and we were all doing this we're all doing this oh my god do you have those I have to Thumbs find up. it but I do you have, have it somewhere to find them. and. Um, uh, then he got arrested. He got yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did he get arrested? For, like just hopefully at that stuff? seminar. Yeah, it was it was at a, a downtown uh, hotel somewhere around like uh, Queen and University, and he rented out the room in the hotel. Uh, was it packed? No, it was it was a room that could fill about five hundred to seven hundred people. Yeah, and there must have been about fifty of us. Yeah, and nobody was there for a joke. And I right. started to feel bad because, like, here's the two of us. We were on a PA day, right? Yeah. From high school. And here are the two of us. <laughs> we're going down as a joke. We're totally. I remember in the photos, I had a suicidal tendencies hat. Right. So, I, I mean, yeah. anyone who could yeah. see that, this is. Well, that's the know. thing. We're speaking that language, that yeah. secret language. Right. right. So, you know, I felt bad because I saw people who were obviously unemployed and desperate right right and we we're just taking the piss out of this guy i just wanted a photo and you know <laughs> it's somewhere there somewhere but then, I, I think it also it's like and maybe it's a population density thing mm-hmm. may, perhaps destiny. a little destiny population, population destiny. destiny most people in canada but i also think canadians are just like so sometimes tragically but we're very pragmatic oh so, yes. so this is like quite this tom vu gentleman does not look like my 36 shekels <laughs> But you know. always, if you rem- obviously you remember, but back. How about the you day, fucking pay me? How about you pay me yeah. to go see you? Tom? Fuck! I'll tell you what I did. Tom, I get bought. So your Tom Vu's impression? No, that's my guy that's, who's not going to it. That's Gord. That's Gord, yeah, that's Gord, Gord. screaming at the yeah. TV. Gord's talking to his black and white television. <laughs> He's adjusting the hue, hue, it sounded, brightness. It sounded like, like Tom Vu, though. It did weirdly sound a little bit like Tom Vu. Or wasn't there again? In, there, I get it confused with the religious people. There was obviously you had Ernest Angley and then the Bakers. The Bakers. Oh, I mean that's like, like a, that's, that's like, a, that's like that's years. Too, that's that's yeah. kind of too. Po- would that be too popular for TV carnage? Some Good of them question. are all right, right? Like, I mean, isn't there? A, isn't I mean, a if, there's, point? if it's those, well, well Canadian ones you could use. Well, here's Circle the thing: Square it's, Ranch. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hold on, there's there's, some, there's that's a good question because. There, yeah, it is a little bit too on the nose, but there's so many people who believe, who believe in who believed in that stuff. It still do like just different incarnations of people like the Bakers. But you know, I remember seeing that stuff on TV and going, "There's no way this like you could just tell even as a little kid it was a pyramid scheme." Yeah, and you saw tons of adults just like throwing money at you, mm-hmm. and like you that swagger. It's like one of those beautiful moments when you're a kid and you're like, "Oh, wait a sec." I think this whole adult thing is a facade. I think that you never become <laughs> sane or know what you're doing. You just tell people who are little that you're sane and you know what you're doing. That, and and it's all just that's true. Of, that absolutely it's is totally true. true. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. So I, you know, and it was like, you know, it was like one of those moments of clarity, and I was just like, holy fuck, there's no way this is gonna work. But there's all these people lining up to give them money. Mm-hmm. So like the 
that aspect of it is hard to show, but like when you, if you could catch like, you know, if there's a particular, I would look for like that one perfect sentence in their sales pitch, right? That really was like the telling moment or right. when Tammy Baker would be pilled out of her mind and just yeah. kind of do something, her eyes would be a bit googly. You wanted to tell. You the wanted tells, to tell. The weird yeah. tells that should yeah. be, a, there should be a big red alarm mm -hmm. yeah. going off in people's living rooms. Going, do not, do not. You were like a not. zoom. You were like zooming in, essentially, yeah. on like the the yes, people's eyes. Like, look, take a quick look. And I just, and I just <laughs> love. Those are the moments I love. This right. is the way somebody says something, the way somebody looks at something. And you know, even on TV Carnage, it, it can be something about, like John Holmes, for example, did this. <laughs> he did this intro to this porn uh, compilation, and it's him sitting at this desk, and he's like, I don't know what it is, and he's trying. And so you have a porn star trying to sound. Like he's, you know, like a guy with a desk. And like he knows yeah. about desks. He's trying to look. He is. He's trying to like act like he's like. Look, I'm a credible member of society. I'm an yeah. intelligent man. And he's putting on airs to the point where you're like, yeah. okay, this is you fuck people on camera for a living. That's what you do. And now you're sitting behind a desk. I guess the desk is mm -hmm. supposed to convince us that you're that you're responsible. But on his desk, it was like the weirdest assortment of just lazy props. And then <laughs> right behind him on the wall, as he's talking about how sophisticated LA is, is a giant velvet sombrero. With like <laughs> and then like a fish. And I was like, nice. Yeah. Nice, John. Great choices for your fucking office. <laughs> Anyways, but I mean, you know, it's so, I guess it, for me, it just came down to, you know, these, it was like the periphery, you know, of, of like things that sometimes are really apparent, but there's always something else going on. I try to pick as many things that are layered. And then yeah. in doing that and curating that, I would put all this shit together and, and you know, I, I became fairly adept at, I learned a new way to edit. Right, and then I think people that turned people on too. Was it a constant thing when you were doing these compilations of like, geez, I wish I started three years earlier? Oh yeah, I mean, there's always the one that got away. <laughs> it's like I was saying before, there's always these clips. But I'm kind of glad I didn't. I mean, when I used to do this with two VCRs, mm -hmm. and I did it so much that it basically, I mean, nobody was really doing it, so I just looked like I was insane. But for my friends that I made it for, and that's all I cared about made it for myself and like a group of friends they all got it and now people do it and it's like it's their vocation or right it's like, it's like the, there's so many people doing it now it's just like oh, that's what i do for a living and, and people are also, like that's totally fine the internet is so clip based now not yeah. to, not to do that thing where i go and then the internet came along and you know well but it's it is true right it's like it's like that billy joel clip that was just floating around last week of him in russia yelling at the crowd <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's both did you see this clip no it's amazing it's like he's playing his keyboard and, and singing a song, but he looks mad, and every once in a while in the middle of the song, he goes, Stop lighting the audience! You know, but, you know, a factory girl or whatever. No like, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Is unbelievable. Is it a recent tour? No, it's from 1987. Wow. It's like footage that came out, you know, was just captured or brought to attention now that was probably floating around for years, mm -hmm. you know? Probably and, in a box underneath Lennon. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's really good that it's like, that your the editing became such an important part of, of Carnage yeah. pretty early on. Like when I remember when I first met you when I was like eighteen or nineteen, and we were at a party at your house, mm -hmm. and you that's where you met him. Yes, we played a show. Team Chord oh. Combo played, and then we got invited to a party at a guy who worked for Vice's house. Yeah, man. And um, 
A list. You went right to the A list, <laughs> man. Right to the A list. And actually, it was sort of before Vice was even that crazy a thing. I think it was like after the newspaper one, but before like the New York stuff and all that shit. If it was '88, yeah. you know. So, but you, I mean, like, I was interested in Vice. I was really into what they were doing, even as a newspaper. You know, well, that was yeah. that's kind of goes back to what you were saying before with the thing with Tom Vu, where you had your suicidal hat on, and that was like a transmission to people who got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There and was that was nobody it. in the room. There was nobody else yeah. in the room. There was nobody around. There was, was like nobody like, else here is even on this. I even know, felt. I remember. I felt. Should I wear this hat? Because that'll give it away. Right. And then you're like, you're like, how the fuck, what the fuck's Tom Boo going to do? Like, oh, wait, that's a suicidal hat. No, no, no. Don't mock me. You're suicidal? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Normally it's give me. Give me your money before you kill yourself. <laughs> but, and it's weird to think now, you know, um, with the way that the internet, again, to bring the internet up, but the way that sarcasm and that kind of thing got really got really confused I think and and again people would sort of accuse uh, a lot of like with vice or that kind of stuff like some sort of a lazy kind of irony or sarcasm but it wasn't it was very pointed I thought most of the time I mean yeah. even the John Holmes thing the reason it's so interesting is because of the fucking context of John Holmes yeah <laughs> I mean the there's guy. a lot of layers <laughs> like just this is a guy who like Died of HIV, went to fucking Italy and had unprotected sex. You know, like, he has, like, the seemiest backstory. Yeah, I mean, like, helped beat, was complicit in beating people to, like, <laughs> like beating people's brains yeah. from the interior of their skull onto shag carpeting. And yet, if you because were... Because they, because he was caught up in, like, crack and coke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> did he actually kill somebody? Well, he claims he didn't, really but he claims he was, like, standing there trembling with a bat in his hand. While the other guys did it in front of him, but everybody else was like, "Oh no, John got in there. <laughs> John, John got a couple of licks in." Yeah. So I mean, and and that kind of thing, it it, it is what it all kind of comes down to, you know. And like you go and you see Tom Vu is like some sort of, it's like that thing. It's where you're just like, ah, oh, it's bullshit, you know. Like I, it's, but it was but you're beyond not mad, bullshit. Tom you know? Vu was beyond bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Vu is like, I'm like, is this this is a real thing? Like Ernest Angley and Jim Baker, you know, they, they're reverends or whatever and pastors. This guy's in a boat. I don't know what he was. Was he Vietnamese? And he was yeah. surrounded by these chicks that are way out of his league. Yeah. And it was uh, it was something. I mean, out everything's of like, so obviously rented. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, yeah. it's just like it's like watching somebody boldly go forward with the most unbelievable <laughs> yeah. lie in the world, mm-hmm. and they just keep telling you about this thing they did that is impossible. And, but, and that's like, wow, you're not going to stop, are you? <laughs> so you start becoming fascinated with the story and with them because they have no way of stopping. Yeah. yeah. They're so sociopathic. Mm-hmm. They just keep going with it. You're like. Okay, now you've just turned into something fascinating that I want to put on my shelf. <laughs> and then, but infomercials always would kind of get to that that point. Maybe it is that idea. But of, it's not just. It's like it's not just. Yeah, I mean, infomercials did infomercials with a hard sell. But I mean, there was just like people trying to effectively. Like I was, you know, the same thing with like you know now think movies like Anchorman make fun of and everything. But I was obsessed with news stories, with news mm-hmm. banter, with uh, you know. Again, like when things were, when things were like more about being, being, uh, awesome. yeah, it's always so good. And it's always people who are so out of touch and it's their way of telecasting that we're still, well, we're still in touch. Yeah, so I was like bad. taping, like I was taping every news anchor I could find talking about raves yeah, right. and ecstasy. Well, that's another thing about the <laughs> like Every time they said it, it was just like, 
uh, twenty another ecstasy bus at a rave this evening. Uh, right. And you had Bill they, O'Reilly on Inside Edition. Being, you know, you had yeah, man. Being but the banter is, of news anchors after the news has been told and they've got like thirty seconds to kill is priceless. Oh yeah. Were you compiling all that? I was. I comp- I still do. But yeah, I was. You know, now people are like turned on to it more, and you know they'll. Every see here's what's interesting too. Every every talk show, if you don't have a video segment now, where you're showing something that you right. found on Toshing, TV, where it's like a tosh you, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and they've been doing it for years right. now. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't been, you know, if you don't do that now, that's just you're not part of the late night landscape. Yeah. Right. So every and what's interesting or the is daytime like, landscape. Kim, Kimmel does like, it really well. Kimmel mm-hmm. curates curates stuff really well. And then you'll go to like Leno, and you're like, "There's a perfect example of right. people just not fucking getting." It. So you're actually kind of getting this insanely meta thing, which would be like. A clip you could almost use of Jay Leno trying to be like, look at this weird commercial on TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jay Leno impression. Yeah, it was, <laughs> hey, it's pretty. It's pretty easy to do. I know. This no, is no, I just Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> He's longer. Oh, God, that guy is awesome. Yeah, it just keeps going with him and because he's so driven, you know, in his cars that he's obsessed with. <laughs> like, and his motorcycles. Yeah, and his motorcycles. And, you know, there's all these people. It, it, that's another I wonder if he thing. ever drives his motorcycle inside of a car because he's so He's <laughs> <laughs> got like a, a loop-de-loop yeah. kind of like, you know, I, like a motorcycle, like a little circle he can do like wheelies around in the middle of his Is car. married? Yeah, to Let's Mavis. Talk about he's been famously married to Mavis for years. Mavis you know? Leno? Mavis Leno. And she comes with him on all of his shows. Why have I missed this? They have I, no children. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe yeah, there's no he children. Never talks about his kids. <laughs> yeah. And, it's like, and he'll just be like, Mavis. You know, like he'll say something about Mavis really quick. So weird. Um, really? He mentions her in his Very monologues. briefly, I think he'll bring her up. Like, I don't even, maybe more in his books or something. She sounds like a fictional character. You've read yeah, his Mavis. books? Mavis sounds, no, but uh, he has books. I'm ashamed that I didn't know that, but I'm also kind of proud. It's weird. How do I you watch TV as a normal person Did you just see me without wanting to pick something up or without wanting to record something or grab something? How do you do that now? Uh, Isn't it a constant search? It is. I constantly, it's getting, well, here's the other thing. People now are trying to make themselves, people are trying to create memes of themselves on purpose, which is equally fascinating. Yeah. Now there's like a new venue of people just, there's oh, a like new, there's a new self, their own picture like, of themselves. Well, I mean, just like, they're just like, I'm going to do something like, we're going to do something so absurd that someone's going to pick it up and talk about it. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So they, so that's even, like, that landscape of human being, the, the, that new, this new landscape of people trying to be weird, and, like, I've been tossing this this phrase around that I refer to as squared, when squares try to be weird. So that, and then you're just like, that's not legitimately weird. That's just squared. That's like somebody purposely trying to be weird. Right. And even and then even within that, it gets so meta that you're like, but there is a part of it that is so delectable. <laughs> right. right. And if you look in the yeah. because people will look at the whole thing and go, ha, 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 that's so weird. But then, the, then you'll just like look in like one of the corners of it and you're like, but there is something really fucked up going on, even against their own. Yeah, like against against you within. know like yeah within yeah. like against mm-hmm. against them you know uh, what am I trying to say? Basically against all the squared odds. No, that's not what I'm trying to say either. <laughs> squared odds against so, their own makeup or their own 
Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just it's there's the transparency is they're still the visible man. Yeah, I mean, like they're being betrayed, right? They're still betraying themselves. Is what I'm essentially trying to say, (laughs) and it's like that betrayal that I'm obsessed with. Well, I've been telling you, and I'm going to segue into my new show again. That's why Hot Package is like amazing to me because I I got uh, I and being able to do do a show on Adult Swim is amazing because I can say to to Mike Lazo, like I want to get Pat O'Brien, and I just hear him going, <laughs> "Yeah, get him," you know. <laughs> and then I just like the next day, phone calls are made, and we have you know Pat O'Brien's on. And Pat O'Brien, he, you know, he's like the godfather of like Access Hollywood and all these shows. He was like the man for a while. He was like the entertainment go-to guy, and then he left a bunch of messages that were not so great, <laughs> and that got him canned as well as he was, he went and got help for for drinking, bless him, and all that stuff. But, you know, he was going off the rails and he was doing it publicly and then they canned him and he, and, and now he's on my show. Yeah. Like, kind of standing next to the godfather of entertainment television. the best thing ever. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, and so even on that level, even, there's like a generation of people who have no idea who he is. It doesn't matter. Which is and it doesn't matter because he, because he, again, he just like, he is that. Like, he transmits that, he's got the voice, he's got the look, like. He's so perfect, like yeah. he's so good at what he does mm-hmm. that you he's that guy. But yeah. he's also, and this is what's kind of awesome thing, he's also a little bit older and a little bit more like uh, from the, all this, like there's like a wariness to him, yeah. you know, yeah. which is so perfect for what you're going for, yeah. you know, like. He's almost <laughs> like if, yeah, like if Tolkien could write about the entertainment industry, he's like a <laughs> wizard. <laughs> I mean, I, I was always fascinated by Pat O'Brien in, in general because before just, the calls, before the way before the calls, oh yeah, yeah, way before the calls, really? because he just because there was there, there was like this weird like, energy there where you knew something energy. was like not quite. They were not, like, not, why is this guy an entertainment reporter? Like, what, how did what, we get here? But it's, <laughs> you can just tell one of the pistons was like misfiring every once in a while, and you're like, I gotta keep an eye on that one. <laughs> When you're watching Hot Package, it is like I try to make it this frenetic. And, and as I was saying before, I use all of basically I take a look at the guidelines that they provide for me on these entertainment shows, and I just make my own parallel universe version of it. And it comes right, it comes on right after the Eric Andre show um, on Adult Swim, which, which is you a show right for, yeah, right? which I help yeah. write for as well. So this is a fantastic, and I think it's you know not to not to sound self-aggrandizing or a jerk but i really do think it's a special half hour of tv like i think it's i think hot package is a great show i think eric andre's show is a great show eric andre it does this you know this genius parallel universe version of a i couldn't believe show. it when i finally saw that and show. then and then you know right after that hot package so you just like go from this insane talk show right into this insane entertainment show and both hosted by like Jewish black guys. That's insane. <laughs> With big hair. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. But I, I love I get, both. I mean, Hot Package is amazing, by the way, for anyone listening. It's so good. I've seen it, and you should watch it. That's all I can say. You will find all of your dreams within this Thank 11 you. minutes. It's it really pretty, fun. It's, I'm, I'm really I'm excited to do it. And I'm doing it with, over with, um, I'm doing it absolutely with Tim and Eric. Uh, uh, and, uh, Pat O'Brien will be coming back. That's awesome. That's great news. Season. That's amazing. Fingers crossed. Anastasia it's great that you, you can take Anastasia these... Roark. She's fantastic. <laughs> these like C or D listers. And 
And A-list, baby. You know who he has on his show? They're all A-list to us. That's the thing. I know. They're all A-list. To me, do you know who Scary Perry is? Do you know Perry? He's the star of Windy City Heat. Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy is all over Hot Package. Yeah, I do a bloopers episode. Okay, okay. well then, okay, is that for real? Yeah. Windy City Heat was... Yeah, I mean, it's hard to to believe, um, but Perry really enjoys the limelight. Mm -hmm. Uh, He wants to be a star. Uh, and he's becoming well known because he's the guy who wanted to be the star. But he knows like, he knows a little bit about he's he has a kick me sign. On you the have back. to watch the he commentary. Knows, he knows that he does have a, a kick me sign on his back, but at the same time, he's a bit of a goldfish flying by the same rock over and over again, going, "Whoa, that's a cool rock! Whoa, that's a cool wow. rock!" You gotta Whoa. watch. So he once wow. in a while, like even though he does have a kick me sign on his back, and he. Sometimes he knows it's there and it's always there. And then so sometimes when somebody kicks up, he's like, what the, why'd you do that? What the fuck? Like he'll, you know, he'll just freak out. And he does, you know, and he's, he's all these great things. He's, uh, he's an outspoken, he gets angrily easily. He's like a homophobe. To a huge degree. To a suspicious degree. To a suspicious degree. Yeah. Uh, I mean. The movie is amazing. You got to watch the commentary track. I found that as fascinating on Windy City Heat because it's filmed like the uh, stuck in the closet commentary track, which we watched together, Derek, if you recall. Yeah, and uh, where it's like showing him, um, (laughs) it's like showing him. uh, It's it's a video camera of him watching the movie as much as it is clips from the movie. So. Watching what he has to say and the way he looks when he's reacting to it and trying to explain his take on whether it's fake or not is also fascinating. And then they also kind of prank him in that part. So it's if you do see Windy City Heat, the commentary is as good as the movie. When you, well, I'll send you the bloopers episode we did because he, uh, every we do it's me, it's myself, Pat O'Brien, and and Perry, and. <laughs> Uh, we and we keep showing bloopers. So every time Pat O'Brien and I show a blooper, we're having a great, we're having like a blast. Like we're laughing. We're like, ah. We're what laughing. does Pat O'Brien think of this? Doesn't he have a, an, an inkling? Like, yeah, um, he's he's a, he's he's a smart dude. I, he knows that. Well, here's the thing. It's like I'm. Like, I don't want. It. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, fuck with Pat O'Brien. Like I don't want to make him a punchline. But I. But I want. No. But I know that's yeah. what that's what's important to me. But I want him there because this whole genre is the punchline, and right. this show or this whole format's the punchline, and he is so part of that. He knows he is. Okay. Right. So if that's if he's and, cool with it, then and yeah, it's I mean, a smart like, move I, to be like that. Yeah. To be willing to be game, you know, is mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, I mean, like, and he's, look, Pat O'Brien's, he's a maniac. He's He's got, like, a thousand stories for every, and as soon as you mention somebody's name, he's got, like, 50 stories about That's them. That's awesome. He's, you know, he's been bathing in Hollywood for so long. So there's no way, um, you know, he's not so, he's not clued out. He's not, it's not like he doesn't realize that. It's and it's and it completely insane industry, mm-hmm. and yeah. that he was he was he's part of it, and he's 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 a part. He was part of distributing this insanity to the world. <laughs> he's totally aware of it. But he, you know, the the great thing about the show is that we we do everything straight. You know, like it's uh, I try not to play a character so much as just you know he t- he totally does it straight, and I I guess I kind of am. A particularly kind of schmarmy guy. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's you're you're a host. You're playing the mm-hmm. entertainment show host. That's all. And I mean, I, in the interviews before, I've read it where you say, "Hot package is you," is an alternate universe 
where the celebrities are Perry, where the celebrities are that Canadian kid who sings at the White House, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, or at the yeah 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 the, at and, the Pentagon yeah at the Pentagon and 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 it's it's just it's really neat to think of because that really is uh, your world within TV Carnage that yeah. actually is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's, it's that universe, but imagine there was an entertainment show that, that catered that to that. Universe. That catered to that shit. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and took it seriously. There should be like a competition. Because I didn't want to make another, I didn't want to have another, sorry, but I just, I just didn't want to have another show that was like, hey, look at this guy doing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm you know, even I wanted to like TV. just let every, because the thing is, if you let the stuff speak for itself, it's, it's genius, you know? But it's, I find that a lot of these shows, when they're pointing stuff out and everything, it's like they're taking you on a tour of a museum, but they're standing in front of every fucking painting. Right. So you yeah. can't even see it. They're just like, yeah, trust me, this thing's, uh, duh, 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 you know, and you're yeah, like, oh, right. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't do it. And there's a lot of, um, you know, I was going to say like daytime TV even is doing this thing that you were talking about with video. Now, I saw The View yesterday and they were like, look at the silly thing this person said on this reality show. And it's like. Suddenly, it becomes kind of about moralizing and taking sides and turning that. Into, I love it because yeah. when they see, this is the thing. It just it's doesn't matter. It doesn't matter it. how it evolves. It just evolves. Or it mutates completely, like yeah. in the most she really wrong, should know what succulently <laughs> wrong way. It just mutates. So it's like go nuts. Go try to make fun of other yeah. people's mistakes. Right. <laughs> Mental It'll midgets. still be weird. It'll still be weird. It'll still be weird. The only source of entertainment news is here. Hot package. There it is. Featuring correspondent Derek Beckles. He simply tells it like it is. Hot package. Thursdays at 1245. The only source in entertainment news. Hot.